I'm going to keep it a stack with y'all guys. I haven't been this excited and this pumped to record a Lockdown Pistons episode in a while. Let's get into it, man. You are Locked On Pistons, your daily Detroit Pistons podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's the deal? Welcome back to another episode of the Lockdown Pistons podcast. This episode is brought to you by Price Picks. Don't hesitate. Check out PricePicks.com and use promo code NBA or go to your app store and download the app today. Price Picks is daily fantasy made easy. For usual, I am your host, Kuka Hill. You can find me over on Twitter at Kuka Hill. I want to thank you guys for making Lockdown Pistons your first listen of every single day. We are free and available on all your podcast platforms. And make sure you go check out our YouTube channel at Lockdown Pistons if you haven't already. It's the best way to support the podcast. So if you haven't headed over to the YouTube channel yet, hit that subscribe button. Again, it's the best way to support the podcast. And guys, I'm not kidding. This is probably the most excited and most pumped I've been to record a Pistons podcast or this, this Lockdown Pistons podcast since... The Pistons won the lottery, and then after that, selecting Kay Cunningham. I'm so happy and so pumped right now. There's so many things. Let me just get this out. The Pistons lost tonight. If, if you didn't watch the game and you don't know, the Pistons lost 110-105 to the Denver Nuggets. But this game, I have so many good things to take away from this game, as lo- along with other bad things to take away that we'll talk about in the podcast. But there's so many good things that like have me just so excited right now talking about this. And obviously, it all starts. With that bad man over there, dude. That jersey hanging up in the background if you're watching on YouTube. If you're not, it's that bad man number two. That bad man Kay Cunningham, man. That that man Kay Cunningham eats grass and drinks milk for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. That dude, he is crazy, bro. He is so good. And I can't believe there was actually arguments in the summer about who the Pistons should pick. Maybe Jalen Green. Like, no. This dude, this not Jalen, this dude, Kay Cunningham, is crazy, bro. He had 34 points tonight, 8 rebounds, 8 assists, and 4 blocks. The only other rookie in history to do that is the GOAT himself, Michael Jordan. Michael Jeffrey Jordan. The Detroit Pistons rookie, our rookie, is in the same breath as Michael Jeffrey Jordan. This game was just absurd from Cade, bro. He put everything on display for you tonight. And let me just say this for real quick and defend him real quick. He needs to have the entire city of Detroit apparently speak up for him and defend him here and try to help him out. This dude needs to get some foul calls. Can he get some free throws, please? He was... Listen, he had 26 shot attempts tonight. Only nine of them came from three. A lot of these shots came at the rim. He was getting hacked all night. All night, and he couldn't get a foul call for his life. He didn't get that one free throw attempt this game. And people were talking about, you know, you're going to have people say, well, you know, drawing free throws is a skill. Drawing free throws is something he's going to have to learn how to do. No, it is a skill. I agree with you. It is a skill to draw fouls. But when refs are flagrantly ignoring foul calls, the dude's being hacked on his arm, being smacked across the face. He had one drive when he got slapped on the arm by two different guys on a layup and made it. Like, he's getting very clearly fouled. A lot getting to the rim. It's not the fact he's not being aggressive to the rim. He is. He's being so much more aggressive going to the rim than he was earlier in the season. Remember, earlier in the season on the podcast, we talked about how he was being so too heavily reliant on his outside shot. He has completely 180 to that. 
He's getting to the rim. He's being completely physical. He's realizing that even though he needs to put muscle on, he's still stronger than a lot of these guys. And it's just insane. It's crazy that he can't he can't get no foul calls. It's just, it's just insane that he can't get any free throws. Not one. Not one. Not a singular free throw. And the thing that makes this even more insane is that the Pistons as a team had 14 free throws. The Denver Nuggets had 31. The Denver Nuggets were getting every foul call. The Pistons in the third quarter, I believe, were in the bonus at the nine-minute mark. Like, bro, how, how can the Denver Nuggets be at the bonus at the nine-minute mark and KK get a damn free throw once the entire game? It's crazy. K. Cunningham said after the game about how he can get to the free throw line more. Quote, unquote, maybe use my voice more. Yell. Maybe we need to win more to get respect. Whistles. We can only control what we can control. Well, you know, Cade, I, I, I would say this to you. Maybe you shouldn't talk. Maybe you shouldn't do anything. Because last time you said anything to them, they ejected you for pointing. So it looks like he just can't win. I had to vent about that. I, ha- I had to rage about that. Because it's just ridiculous, bro. It's not the fact that Cade's not being physical going to the rim. It's not the fact that Cade's not, you know, getting to the basket. He's just not getting calls. He's not being respected out here. It's crazy. And the entire Piston squad didn't get respected tonight from the free throw line. I don't like to blame referees. The referees are not uh, definitely not the sole reason why they lost this game, but they sure as hell played a heavy po- part in this. When the free throw disparity and the foul disparity is this big between the teams, it, it's 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 bizarre how bad it was tonight. It was it's bizarre. Killing sure had about two he had two free throws tonight. He should probably had six. There was a few drives to the rim that he had. He should have free throws his damn self. Diallo got hit on a few tries or two drives to the rim as well. He should have more foul uh, free throws. Like, it's just crazy. It's not the fact that Pistons don't have guys getting to the rim or something. It's, ah, whatever. But Kay Cunningham, just, let's get back to some positives. I had a rant real quick. But Kay is just, a, he's incredible, man. He showcased the playmaking ability. He showcased the ability to get guys open shots. He showcased the isolation ability. He showcased the ability to get to the rim. He showcased the ability to create his own jump shot from beyond the arc or the mid-range area. He showed the ability to play defense, weak side help, rotate over, be a havoc in the passing lanes with two steals, be a havoc off ball, rotating over on weak side blocks with four blocks as a 6'6 guard. There's nothing that he can't do. He's the best rookie in the class. He's the best rookie. He is the rookie of the year. It's not close. Evan Mobley is great. Evan Mobley is going to be great. But there's no rookie in this league right now who is being asked to carry more than Cade Cunningham. There is no rookie in this league that's being asked to do more than Cade Cunningham. Cade Cunningham doesn't have Kevin Love, uh, uh, Darius Garland, Jared Allen, and before he got hurt, Ricky Rubio setting the table up for you and taking all this pressure off you so you can just worry about doing things that you do good, uh, do, do well, like playing defense and not being asked to do so much. Cade, on every single night, is being asked to do everything for this Piston squad. He is the only person that's capable of doing anything. I, actually, no, let me not disrespect. Sadiq Bey had a really good game. Killian had a nice game. Frank Jackson actually had a good game coming back. Let me not disrespect these guys. And, and Hammond Diallo had a fine game. Let me not disrespect. But you guys know what I'm saying. Kate is asked to do everything for the Pistons. And with that, he's having games like this. Over the last 22 games, he's shooting around 43% for the field, 38% from deep, 17, 5, and 5. No other rookie is being asked to do what Cade's doing. And yet he's having this type of success. He went head-to-head with last year's MVP. And if Killian Hayes hits those two threes from the corner, if Killian can at least hit one of those, 
which you guys know I'm a big killing guy. He has to hit those. That hurt. He had a really good game outside of that. We'll talk about that later on. But those are shots that he has to hit. He went from being a good game to an okay game for him. He has to hit those shots. If Killian hits one of those, the Pistons may win this game. The Pistons may win. The, if Frank Jackson hits one of his threes that Killian created for him at, in the, uh, towards the end of the game or Cade created for him, they both did a good job creating for him at the end. If he hits one of those, they may win the game. Cade is being asked to do so much for this Detroit Pistons squad. It's insane. And if you take that into account with how well he's playing, when he clearly just looks the best on the floor, he is the best rookie in this class. He was the clear number one choice. The Pistons absolutely made the right choice. It was clear from day one when they won the lottery. This dude is legit. He's going to be an all-star for years to come. He will be an MVP voting for years and years to come. This dude is him. Cade is him. He is great. The Pistons are going to be, as long as they build around him correctly, they should be in good hands because they have Cade Cunningham. This game from Cade was just absurd. I absolutely loved watching it. 14-26 from the field, 6-9 from deep. Again, the only rookie in NBA history to have 34-8-8 and 4 blocks. The only other one is the GOAT himself, Michael Jeffrey Jordan. And Pistons fans, your rookie is in the same breath as that man, 23. Crazy stuff, man. Kate is great. When we come back, we'll talk about some other things I really love from this game and has me just super excited for the future of this Pistons squad and hopeful for the Pistons' future as well. We'll talk about that when we come back from the ad break. But first, I have to tell you guys about one of our sponsors. First up, let me tell you guys a little bit about Price Picks. Pistons fans, you've been hearing me tell you about Price Picks for months. Have you signed up yet? If you haven't, now is the perfect time. For a limited time, Price Picks has an exclusive no-brainer of an offer for all of our users. Users get $50 for free, and if a player in your first Price Picks entry scores a single point, but you must use code NBA. That's right. This is an exclusive offer available to lockdown fans only who use code NBA. Price Picks has the best NBA DFS prop game on the market. PricePix offers more NBA props than any other DFS prop operator and offers all the superstar players as well as bench players only recording a handful of minutes each game. PricePix offers any prop you can think of from points, assists, rebounds, threes made, etc. Pick whatever you want. They have it. You pick two to five players and over-under on their projections, and you can win up to ten times on any entry, and it's just you versus the projected numbers. I told you guys this on the last episode. Last week, I placed the over on Matthew Stafford's passing yards and the under on Kay Cunningham's points. I missed, I lost my money, but you can do stuff like that. And you heard me correctly. You can do mixed sports entries. Like I just said, Matthew Stafford plays football. You can bet on his over and then bet on Kay Cunningham, who plays basketball, in the same entry. It's really that cool. Use the award-winning app on both the App Store and the Google Play. PricePix is safe and offers fast withdrawals as well. So go to PricePix.com today or go to your App Store and download the app. All users that deposit and use our promo code MBA will get $50 for free if your first prize picks entry scores a single point. That's right. All users that deposit and use our promo code MBA will get $50 for free if your first prize picks entry scores a single point. Prize picks is daily fantasy made easy. So I want to thank you guys again for making Lockdown Pistons your first listen of every single day. We are free and available on all your podcast platforms. And if you haven't already, head to the YouTube channel, hit that subscribe button. If you haven't already, it's the best way to support the podcast. So I'd really appreciate it. But man, like I said, there's a lot of things from this game that I like. There's things I didn't like from this game, and we'll talk about that later on in the final segment. 
there's a lot of things I liked. Kate Cunningham, we just spent the entire first segment talking about how great he is and how the Pistons are in good hands. Absolutely love that from Cade. Sadiq Bey continues to play extremely well. I talked about this on Twitter yesterday. We've talked about it on the podcast a lot. We had a whole podcast episode dedicated to just this topic with Hal from the Busted Header podcast. But, but Sadiq is doing the right things now. He's cutting stuff out, and he's playing to his game. He's playing to his strengths. He did shoot 8 of 17 from the floor tonight, but guess what? He shot 36 from deep and was able to drop 21 points as well. He's realizing that I need to get threes up, I need to get to the rim, and free throws. No more of the long John isos. That's been gone for a while now. No more of the contested bad shot middies. That's been gone for a while now. He's going back to what he's great at, and it's resulting in him having some of the best play of his entire career. Over the last 20 games, he's averaging 19 points a game, shooting 36% from deep on like eight attempts a game. He's playing extremely well, and he played well last night too. The Pistons should be really happy with what Sadiq has done and how he's turned it around and how he's realized what it is that he – how he can become a good to great player. I told you guys this in the offseason. He did not need to become an ISO-heavy player to become a good player. He needed to improve on what he was already good at and buy into that, and he can become a 19-point-per-game scorer simply from doing that kind of stuff. And he's doing that now. Do I think he's going to be a 19-point-per-game scorer for his career? Probably not. I think he's probably going to be around the 15-point-per-game scorer, especially once the Pistons – draft in this upcoming draft and bring guys in through free agency. I think he's going to get bumped down a little bit and more pushed into a three and D role, but that won't be bad. He will be a good player for them. And he's realizing what he's good at. And he had another good game against the Denver Nuggets. He was one of the only other players to help K Cunningham in scoring. And that's how it's been for a while now. So another good game from Sadiq giving him praise. I really like Sadiq. Uh, you, you guys thought that I hated Sadiq earlier in the season. No, I just wanted to see him buy into this. And he's been doing that for like the last 21 games. And it's resulted in some of the best play of his career. Actually, the best play of his career. I love seeing it from him. Another good game from him tonight against the Nuggets. Makes me hopeful about the future with him and, and Cade and everyone else they add in the offseason through the draft, free agency, trades, etc. Another thing I liked from tonight's game. And this right here, you guys know what's coming. So if you guys just just prep yourselves, I know you guys, some of you guys out there don't like it. Just prep yourselves real quick. Killian Hayes. And it's not just Killian Hayes himself. Dwayne Casey, I've said that I wanted to start both of them and just stagger them. Throughout the year, it looked like that was either one, something they couldn't figure out how to do, or two, he just had no interest in doing that. So they bring Killian Hayes off the bench tonight or last night. And it looks like that's going to be something he continues to do moving forward. They have found a way now to give Cade his his usage and Killian his usage now while also combining them on the floor together. Cade gets his run, Killian gets his run, and they're able to close quarters, close halves, and close the end of the game together over the last two games. I've absolutely loved that. It's been it, it makes me so it like makes me so hopeful for the future because this is how they should have been being used all season. You guys know this is what I've been preaching for. You play them together in closing minutes. You play them together for stretches, but they should be staggered away from each other so they both can do what they do well. Let me tell you guys something. Cade and Killian had eight assists tonight. They had 16 of the Pistons' 25 assists. Killian Hayes, in 29 minutes off the bench, had eight assists to zero turnovers. He led the Pistons in plus-minus tonight and matches the eye test. He brought it defensively like he always does, except now... You're seeing what he's good at. 
and that's a pick and roll ball handler who can play, make, and find open guys by puncturing the defense. He has to improve at finishing around the rim. Has to. He has to improve as an outside shooter. But if you simply use him how he should be used, you're still going to get use out of him offensively. And now all of a sudden, he's not even close to the offensive liability because he's able to puncture a defense and he's able to get guys open shots. Again, eight assists to zero turnovers off the bench. And all it took, it's not by him coming off the bench, it's about the fact he's getting his usage and pick and roll reps, how he should have been getting all season. Him and Cade, it's it's it makes me so like I'm hopeful for their future because you can just see like I can just I, I guess what makes me like so excited about it because I can just see the blueprint. I literally can see it. I don't know if it'll happen. It relies heavily on Killian improving his outside shot, but I can just see the blueprint, and it it's exactly what you saw last night against the Denver Nuggets. That blueprint can can take the Pistons long ways in the future. Have Kay Cunningham, who scores the ball and does all those things he does, everything he does well, he does just about anything well, has him do all those things. Killian Hayes comes in, and when Cade sits, Killian Hayes takes over the offense and controls the offense, play makes for others, dish the ball, spread the ball, and get the assist and get guys open shots. And then you close with both of them. They both – so when Kay comes off the floor, you don't lose that playmaking. You don't lose the creation, the offensive creation, because Killian can do that for you. And then when you combine them, Kay takes over the ball handling duties. He goes over the scoring. And Killian – and this is the part that this next offseason is going to be so incredibly huge for Killian Hayes' future in the NBA. For the Pistons, actually. I think he's pretty much carved out at least a backup point guard role as a playmaker. And if he doesn't do this in this upcoming offseason, that's going to be his ceiling. But this upcoming offseason, if Killian Hayes, after reworking his jump shot last offseason and doing reworking it this year, it usually takes guys a season after they reworked it for the results to come in. Look at Lonzo Ball. It took him, he reworked his off his jump shot. It took him the year after that for him to actually see the results from reworking the jump shot. If he can get his jump shot together, you are literally going to see what I just mentioned, Lonzo Ball. You're going to see a framework of a guy who is able to close lineups with Cade because he can hit outside shots. And then when Cade needs to rest, he's able to take over the offense and play Mick for others. And that kind of player is going to be a damn good player. And that's going to be something the Pistons can build around as a funk, as a foundation, as a backcourt. That's what has me so excited about this game. Cade Cunningham is spectacular. I was jumping all the way around because of how well Cade Cunningham played and how great he is. But then after that as well, how well Sadiq played, knowing how well he's played, how much he's bought into what he's good at, and then also seeing the framework that the Pistons seem to have finally figured out how to use Killian and Cade, that framework that could be a foundation for the Pistons' core, if Killian can just simply get that jump shot together this offseason, if that happens, this backcourt, along with Sadiq, along with the big men that they draft and some free agent signings, that is going to be a a strong core for the Pistons. And I, I'm so hopeful for the future. I'm so actually not, I won't say hopeful because it may not work. If Keely doesn't get his jump shot, he's just going to always be a backup. He's never going to be able to do anything more than that. But it has me excited. It has me anxious for the future because if those things can happen, Sadiq continues to buy into this. Kate continues to be that franchise player. The Pistons get this top three pick and draft one of these big men. They bring some people in from free agency and Keely improves his outside shot. The Pistons will have a core right there, a strong core foundation. And I'm going to love it. It's going to be great for the Pistons. You can see this tonight against the Denver Nuggets is the first time all season 
I can see the framework for how the Pistons can be a damn good team with the players on this roster and adding some in. Before, it was just you have K Cunningham, and you know what? Just hopefully you get good players in for K Cunningham. Tonight was the first time I see the framework. Sadiq buys in his role. K Cunningham takes over like he does. He does his thing in the starting lineup, and when he needs a rest, you got Killian to come in, and then you stagger them, and then you bring them both together, I should say, for closing laps, closing quarters, and you bring in that top three pick big guy. You bring in some free agents to build around that kind of function right there. If guys improve, that it's the first time I've seen the framework for their future right there. Like I said before, it was just Kate Cunningham, the future, figure everything else out. Tonight was the first night I've seen the framework. I saw, I see the blueprint of how it can work and how it can be amazing moving forward. It's just a matter of will guys improve? Will the Pistons make the right pick? And will guys continue to buy into that role? We'll see. But the future, I'm anxious for it. I'm excited for it. I'm excited to see how the rest of the season played out now that they have guys playing how they should. I'm excited, extremely excited for the rest of the season. I hope you guys are as well. When we come back, we'll talk about one of the bad things I saw from tonight. One of the things that just simply has to be addressed and has to be fixed as soon as possible. We'll talk about that when we come back from the ad break. But first, I have to tell you guys about another one of our sponsors. You guys' favorite sponsor, Built Bar. It's the new year, so that means New Year's resolutions. If yours is about getting fit or eating healthier, make sure you include a Built Bar in your plan. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, maybe even better than a candy bar. Built Bar makes it easier to stick to your resolution because it tastes so good you actually want to eat it. Unlike other protein bars that can be chalky or waxy or taste like a chemical spill, you want to eat healthy, but it just gets so boring. But like week three, you might be thinking, this is just not worth it. Where's all the chocolate at? Well, Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. Most Built Bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Compare that to a candy bar, which usually has around 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. So here's an idea for the new year. Go to all your secret treat stashes. At home, in the pantry, at the office, in the car, whatever. Throw out all the sugary or calorie-filled treats and replace them with Built Bars. So whenever you're craving a snack or a treat, you can reach for something that's healthy and tastes incredible. And there's so many flavors to choose from. Coconut almond, peanut butter brownie, raspberry, cookies and cream, salted caramel, mint brownie, and many, many more. In fact, Built is always coming out with new and limited time flavors, so check out Built.com often to see what's new. Again, go to Built.com, but this time use promo code LOCK15 and you'll get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar ever. So I want to thank you guys again for making Lockdown Pistons your first listen of every single day. We are free and available on all your podcast platforms. And again, if you haven't already, head to the YouTube channel, hit the subscribe button. It's the best way to support the podcast. I'd really appreciate it. We're three subscribers away from 1,400 subscribers. Let's hurry up and get there today. I thought we'd hit there yesterday. We weren't able to do it, so let's go ahead and do it today. But yeah, man, I hope you guys are excited. Listening to this podcast, I hope you guys come away excited. Because like I said, I can see the framework now. This Tonight was the first time I can see the blueprint. I think that should have everyone excited. He's going to be relying on guys improving, like Killian Hayes. He has to get that jump shot. It relies on that. He relies on Sadiq continue to buy into this role and continue to thrive in that role. Obviously, Kate has to continue to improve, but I don't think anyone has any thoughts about that. It involves the Pistons hitting the pick this upcoming draft with one of these big guys. It involves the Pistons bringing in the right free agents. But at least now, at least tonight, for the first time all season, 47 games into the year, you see that framework. I think that's some Pistons fans and everyone has wanted to see before 
it was tough to see what was going on. It's a lot of bad losses, a lot of Kate out there doing whatever he has to do to try to keep the team in it. And it was just hard to see how is this roster going to mix together? What's the framework here? Again, I think tonight for all of us out there, we should be happy even with the loss because you can see that blueprint being laid out and how it can work and how it can function. And I think that should have all of us excited and anxious for this future because I know I am. However, there's one negative that we have to talk about here. It's Isaiah Stewart, guys. You guys remember on the last podcast, I said, there's something I wanted, one of the main things, we listed three things we wanted to watch in this game tonight. The first one was, I said, I wanted to see if Isaiah Stewart could replicate anything that he did last game against the Denver Nuggets, if any of that was actually sustainable. And I told you guys I had doubts about that. I had doubts that any of the things we saw against the Nuggets were sustainable because a lot of stuff was the stuff he hadn't done thus far. And it looked like he just had a, a really nice game in that game, but not really something you could expect from him moving forward. And sure enough, that's what happened tonight. And it's not just a one game thing. I'm not overreacting to just one game. I'm not, I'm, you guys know me. I'm a guy who goes over sample size. I'm not going to freak out over a one game sample size. So this is not just about Isaiah Stewart. One game against the Denver Nuggets. It's a whole season of struggling. It's a whole season of us clearly seeing it with our eyes. I've brought the numbers back in it up about the offense. I'm not going to continue to name the say the numbers, but this will be one of the last times I say it. The Pistons offense eight point works eight points worse with Isaiah Stewart on the floor. That's the worst of any rotational player that has played for the Pistons by far. Next is like Jamie Grant, like minus six point one or something. It's bad. And then if you watch tonight against the Denver Nuggets, and if you watch any game, go back to the Utah game. That's the one I always point out to, like a few games ago. Rudy Gobert wasn't even guarding him he was doubling off of him he was patrolling the paint because they don't have any respect for Stu. tonight there was a, a play quite literally in the second quarter Stu runs down to the paint Cade has the ball on the left wing his defender is guarding Cade on his right and pushing him towards the left side of the court on that left wing there you have Nikola Jokic now usually what teams will do in that case because Isaiah Stewart's sitting somewhere around the block and kind of hovering in this in space over there on the right side of the court. Usually what teams do is they'll push a guy to the left side. If they're on the left wing, they'll push him towards the left wing and they'll have that big guy guarding Isaiah Stewart or any other big man, just normal. You would have him sitting on that block on the opposite block right there, ready for him. If he drives to the rim, that's normal. That kind of thing happens. I see that all the time. If you watch NBA basketball, it's just, it, I forget what the coverage is called. I'm going to have to ask Bryce. Bryce would probably know the exact coverage name, but they do that a lot. But here, because he's going Isaiah Stewart, he Nikola Jokic was not waiting for K to run, uh, drive down to the block. Nikola Jokic was literally walking out to damn near the high post and was just sitting there doubling with his hands up because they just have no respect for Isaiah Stewart. He has zero gravity on the floor, and they don't respect him at all. They don't respect him. Now, it's not. This is not me disrespecting Stu. This is me telling you guys the other teams have zero respect for Isaiah Stewart offensively. I could not believe I, I had never seen that before. Again, I told you guys, I've seen the coverage when you have the guy on the right side of the ball handler, you push him towards the left side of the court when he's on the left side, and you have the big man sitting in the block waiting for him at the rim, kind of. So you can't get a, you force him to take a mid-range shot, is basically what they're trying to do. I have never seen a big man come up so far off his matchup in that kind of coverage and play so aggressively high to where Kate can't even take dribbles in because they have a lack of respect for the guy behind him at the basket. It's crazy. It's wild. And it hinders the offense so, so badly. 
it's 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 a major hindrance to the offense. Not to mention, I told you guys, if you guys have listened to the podcast, you guys know I've called out his favorite move, and it hurts the Pistons as well. It happened tonight. Kay Cunningham in the fourth quarter drove, dropped it off to Isaiah Stewart, who was just sitting in the paint because I don't understand why he doesn't just roll all the way to the basket. He always like takes a half roll and then just stops. I, I, don't, I don't get why he does that, but that's not the point. The point is he's just hit, sitting in the paint. Kay drops it off to him. Instead of immediately exploding off the pass, which he just simply probably can't do because he's not that explosive, he takes his one dribble, bumps into the guy, and pump fakes because he can't explode off that one dribble either, and he just sits there. And what happens, like I tell you guys, it happens all the, a lot, he gets a three-second violation, a turnover, when the Pistons are starting to turn the game around. It's it's a major hindrance. And again, Stu would probably be a fine backup center, probably a high-level backup center. But him as the starting center for the Pistons, he is hindering the Pistons more of any other player on the Pistons squad. That's my opinion. I'm, I, I'm saying it. I'm putting it out there. I'm tired of walking around it. I'm putting it out there. Isaiah Stewart is hindering the Pistons more than any other player on the Pistons right now playing rotational minutes. It's that bad offensively. It's hurting their ball handlers. He's not creating any kind of gravity. And this is something that kind of gets like swept under the rug because everyone likes Stu. He's a likable person, at least I, I hear. But this is something that gets kind of swept under the rug. He's not a very good rebounder. And that that's that's telling that that that's that's bad. Like I, I I've seen a few people talk about, it, but kind of everyone kind of likes wants to be hush hush about it because everyone likes Stu. He hustles really hard. He plays hard, so no one really mentioned it. But he just doesn't rebound the ball very well, especially defensively. Defensive rebounds, he's not very good at them. Tonight he had four rebounds on the game. Last game, he had three rebounds. In the entire game, so over the last two games in general, in totality, he had seven seven rebounds. It's not good. It's 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 a struggle. And again, I'm not saying cut Stu or move on from Stu, get him off the team. I'm not I'm not stupid. I think he could be a fine backup center for the Pistons, but they desperately need to go attack this offensive, uh, uh, not offensive, attack this big man position. They need to bring someone in. They need to fix this up ASAP. I, I know a lot of people feel like Coop is right out this season, and then you can just get someone in free agency. There's no need to rush it. Nope. I understand some people may feel like that, and that's fine. They can feel like that. I'm not of that belief. They need to fix this now. They need to fix this before the trade deadline because it's actively hurting people's development. I promise you right now that Kay Cunningham, Killian Hayes, Hemdu Diallo, Sadiq Bey, heck, even Frank Jackson would all look better if they had a capable big man offensively playing these minutes. It's hind- It's not the fact that he's struggling. Killian Hayes struggles offensively. He's trying to improve. But his struggles do not actively hinder the Pistons' offense and the development of other players. Isaiah Stewart's lack of offensive ability right now and impact on the game offensively, he's fine defensively, but impact offensively is actively hindering the development of other guys on the floor with him and impacting the play offensively, hindering overall the entire offensive play. Again, I I, I hate when I have to do these segments because it comes off as that like I'm I'm an Isaiah Stewart hater. But I'm just keeping it real with you guys. 
I like Stu. I think Stu can be a high-level backup center for the Pistons, and there is nothing wrong with that. But they need to go find an answer for this starting five. They need to badly. Soon. Not Maybe not the answer. Let me take that back. I take that back. They don't need to find the answer for the starting five. Like Rashawn Holmes, if they got Rashawn Holmes, he's not the answer at the five. He's an he's a current uh, uh, plug-in at the five that can work. He can be a part of your team moving uh, like for the next few years. He's low cost, and if you want to move on from him, you get someone else. He's he ha- he's on a decent contract that can be moved. Guys like that, get someone like that that can just help your guys offensively by having gravity rolling to the rim or something, because Stu's actively hurting the team offensively because of this. And it's 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 I think it's I think it's the end of that experiment. It has to be the end of that experiment. He had zero points tonight, four rebounds again, seven rebounds over the last two games. It's it's tough. It's tough. We all like Stu. I think he can be a high level backup, but I think this this experiment of him as the starting center needs to end as as soon as this, the Pistons can possibly find an answer somehow. So that's all I've got for you guys today, man. Are you guys excited? You guys should be excited for all the things I said in the first two segments. I know the last last segment had to get a little dark there, a little sad, but it is what it is. Oh, by the way, Josh Jackson, absolutely absurd. You, I'm, I'm done seeing Josh on the floor. We all love him because he's a Detroit kid, but nah, it, the, the technical he got at first was bad. The play where he completely – he had a rebound run right by him and the guy got off as a rebound because he wasn't looking at the, the play. He was too busy turning around screaming at a ref mid-play. And then getting thrown out the game off the bench because you kept talking, like that's done for him. That that kind of thing is just pure selfish, and just that play with the with the rebounds unacceptable. That that kind of thing would, if I was a coach, you wouldn't see the floor for a while, for a long time doing something like that. That that's unacceptable. All right, but that really is not all I have to say. Hope you guys are excited. Thank you guys for listening to today's episode. Thank you guys for making Lockdown Pistons your first listen of every single day. We are free and available on all your podcast platforms. Thank you for making, or I already said that. I don't know why I was about to repeat myself just now. My God. Uh, it's getting late out here. Give me a break. If you haven't already, is what I was going to say. Head to the YouTube channel. Hit that subscribe button. It's the best way to support the podcast. And make sure you make Lockdown Bets your second listen of every single day. Your daily one-step shop for all your betting needs. Hosted by your boy Q and inside analysis from Lee Sterling. Make that your second listen of every single day. And until next time, I'll see you guys later. I hope you guys really are excited and enjoyed this last game. Kay Cunningham is him. He eats grass and drinks milk for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I'll see you guys in the next podcast. Peace out, everybody. Go Pistons. Stay safe out there.